0: Welcome to the latest episode of The Magicast. Welcome to episode 182. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, with me tonight, back again, uh, we've got Joey. Joey, how are you in uh,
1: Montreal? Oh, I'm great, Scott. So relieved. How are you?
0: Yeah, as you probably tell by the tone of my voice, and <laughs> not, not sounding sarcastic, but yeah, it was a good feeling watching Roma win last night against uh, Red Bull Salzburg, uh, the Austrian... I, th- I would say league leaders, and I think champions over the last uh, few years. But yeah, I'm all good. We uh, we saw a good. I would say not dominant. Well, dominant first half, second half not so. But yeah, a, a good display yesterday, and we got uh, a, an interesting Europa League tie <laughs> for next round, which is a uh, yeah. That's going to be interesting because it comes in between Juventus and Sassuolo and Lazio in the uh, before the derby in a couple of weeks but yeah all good how about yourself
1: all good uh can't complain just finishing off this end of the week with uh with the beautiful victory that we're going to get into so uh Roma showing their European DNA which I, I think they pretty well established even a little before Mourinho so uh, they always seem to you know do at least fairly well in Europe even if they don't win but I'm glad to see everything worked out well yesterday
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Before I go in, before we both talk about yesterday, I just want to say thank you very much for the feedback on social media with the podcast we did with Nadette. Um, We got some lovely feedback with likes, retweets, comments, stuff, etc., etc., etc. I think Nadette enjoyed her time on the podcast and she is more than welcome to come back again, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. I have another female Roma fan lined up. Um, we just got to sort out when, where, because uh, she works nights in Rome, so we we'll have to sort that out anytime soon. But thank you very much for the feedback. It's really, really appreciated.
1: Yeah, yeah thank you, guys. I saw them as well, Scott. I'll, I'll yeah. just take it as well. And uh, we hope to hear uh, Nadette's experience in uh, Versus Sassolo.
0: Yes, yeah, she's she'll be in Rome in a couple of weeks. Where, uh, for the game uh against Ascoli on a Sunday evening. Um, but yeah, um, should we talk about yesterday's game? It was one 0 from the first leg. Uh, after Roma lost one 0 in Salzburg, how were you pre match? Were you confident at all?
1: Yeah, I was. If you um. If you remember last episode, I, I think we were all confident, me, you, and oh. Nadette saying that they will overturn the result. And Nadette actually put on point saying that, you know, Roma um, went into the game knowing they were down. And I kind of set a little bit of their backs against the wall and oh. they came out firing. So... Uh, what a performance, Scott. What we said pre-pod, uh, I'm really, I'm making a love confession to Dibala. I, I don't think I can, I can love a human athlete more than I love him. If he leaves Rome, I'm going to cry. I, I think Rome should do everything they can to keep him in that city, unless it's for, uh, vacation purposes. Cause my God, when he leaves Rome, I'm going to, I think I'm going to cry, Scott. What I see yesterday out of him, not even a hundred percent. Uh, he admitted he wasn't the way he played was. He wasn't the man of the match, but the way he played was was just amazing. I, besides just his goal, Scott, the, the time where he, he kind of pirouetted or roulette the ball uh, and there was about five guys around him and then switched his peanuts all. It's like, I, I don't know, Scott. It's just, I, I I fell in love with watching Roma just over and over again. Just seeing him play, it's amazing. But on to the game itself,
0: Scott. Uh, can I can I quietly interrupt? Sorry. Yes. Sam? and M Stan. You you can be like, Dear Paolo, I wrote to you, but you still ain't calling. I left my phone page <laughs> so in the cell. The, the you must know how to, to him. <laughs> I never so, even
1: thought of that. That's
0: perfect. <laughs> so, Sam, Q, Eminem, Stan. When, when Joey's <laughs> talking about Paolo Di Valle. Sorry. I, that literally just came into my head.
1: No, that's perfect. Uh, that's uh, great. That's a re- uh, really great way to put it. Uh, but to the game yeah, itself, yeah, Scott. Yeah, 2 win. Yeah, dominant first half. And I think we we always speak about it time and time again. I think second half, they just go ahead to manage because I don't feel, maybe they don't feel or maybe Mourinho doesn't feel that they can keep that sort of intensity, you know, for 80, 90 minutes. Or if they do, they'll have problems a few days later when they get back into league action. So dominant first half. And then again, just manage and maintain what they wanted in the second half, they didn't allow anything to Salzburg. So in total, in two games, Scott, there was the one time where they had a chance and they scored. Mm. So they really were organized. Everybody, the only one I thought maybe was a little rattled, I would say, maybe because he got a unfair yellow card at the beginning. Was Ibanez? I thought he was a he was a little I was a little off, but Mancini, Smalling, great display as always. I mean, hats off, obviously, to Dybala. Uh, Belotti, for the work rate he did, he finally mm-hmm. got his goal. Scott, I'll be honest, I had two moments in the match where um, I felt very tense or uh, nervous or that, you know I felt like the sky was falling or something was going to, the apop- apocalypse was coming. Was The first one was when Belotti uh, headed the ball and they went to check if he hit his hand. I'm like, yes, this again. yes.
0: I was just saying, yes.
1: And then the second one was when DiBala kind of did the split because he yeah. slipped. I yeah. thought he ruptured something. I was like, this can't be. I'm like, this, <laughs> this is over. I'm like, we lost him again. But no, and he was fine. And then uh, I li- I leave them best for last. The the man of the match, Spina Zola. Wow, two oh. games now. Look like Euro 2020 form, just yeah. burning down that left left hand side. Is just if we can get him back to full health and we have that creative outlet on the left with the ball on the right, I mean, we're going to be even stronger coming up to that second half, but what a dominant display. Uh, just, I'm glad I'm relieved. You know, they were able to fight through and get through. So yeah, the, de-
0: the dentist work from a couple of years ago is working its magic. That's all I'm going to say about the spin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but three assists in two games. Uh, you played, uh, 180 minutes in just a space of uh, five days, three assists. The cheeky back heel for Solbach and goal against Hellas Verona, and then absolutely rinsing the Salzburg right back twice yesterday for Bolatti and Dabala. The assist for Dybala's goal it got me out of my uh off my bed watching the game upstairs in my room. Likewise, on PT Sport here in the UK. But oh my days! I I'm, I'm I was rewatching the first half. Um, going to do some analyst work, which I'll post on social media after this podcast. Like the first half, I was very impressed with Roma. Um, played high defensively. The high, the, the defensive line with the ball was on the halfway line. Uh, both the wing backs were pushed on high. Zaleski was, was more than an outlet, so was Spinazzola. When Roma ever got a set piece, if it was a corner, they always went to the back post where even Mancini... Smalling or Abanez would always be lurking at the back post. So there was a, a bit of an intensity. They were pressed high. They won the ball back quite a lot in midfield with Matic and Cristante. Um, shout out to Matic. Oh, absolute dominant display in midfield. He's 35. From him. He's 35. He's like, He's got Rolls-Royce. Um but, yeah, the two assists from Spinazzola. The, the ball for Bellotti. Bellotti made a lovely in-and-out run because um, he was jogging and then got it ahead of his defender. And then the cross for Debala's goal was fantastic. Um, second half, game management, would you say? More let Salzburg, who changed the shape a couple of times. I think they went 3-4-3 when... Um, the, the one, the kid, Benjamin Shesko, came on and they tried to hit him and his height and he went 3-4-3 three, three. and that pretty, pretty much invited the pressure for Roma to sit deep into a, like a low bank of like a 3-6-1, a 5-4-1 and then you saw Wijnaldum come on and Abraham come on to pretty much soak up the pressure and use the excellent game management. Uh, Brian Cristante had a lovely effort on goal, which uh, it hit the keeper in the face. I was like, "How did the keeper save that? I hit him in the jaw!" And it was a wonderful, wonderful save. But yeah, a really, really good performance. Um, like, like you said, the first half was pretty much all guns blazing, and then the second half was just like, "Okay, we've got the lead. Salzburg are going to come out us." At- uh, excuse me, in the second half, a lot better. They played, actually, the, the second half from Salzburg, they played pretty well. They had more of the ball. They just liked a little bit up uh, up front, like the final pass, a bit a bit of the killer instinct up front. Um, but I don't think Rui Patricio had that much to do. The, the defence did a wonderful job. Um, Gianluca Mancini, once again, I singled him out on social media yesterday. His 2023 is is just night and day from 2022. Jose Mourinho, um, Sebastian, aka Calcio AS Roma, put this tweet out that Mourinho has worked wonders and worked his magic with two two players that have. Let me just say they're a bit polar opposites of how Roma fans would see him. That is Mancini and Brian Cristante. Cristante was flawless yesterday. So was Mancini. But yeah. I'm delighted. It was uh, clinical, very good first half, second half, game management, and you saw that with Reinholdem and Abraham when they come on. They were very clever when they got with the ball in the in the Salzburg half, and then yeah, two 0 win. Happy days, a happy Thursday night in Europe, and uh, a tie that I probably won't be looking forward to in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs>
1: Oh no, definitely uh, I mean, they are one of the hardest opponents uh getting real Sociedad. that, yeah. but i mean you you're coming to a point in this competition um you you're gonna get there are a few I, I guess you could say weaker opponents or some honestly, scott the the team in Hungary I've never heard of Baruch so, Baruch. Come, yes, there's some unknown opponents for sure you want them. But at this stage, you're gonna have to go through strong teams at some point. So as long as it wasn't Arsenal, I can't be too upset with the draw. And it seems like um, Real Sociedad kind of play like us. I've seen a few games just by watching when they would play like Madrid or Barcelona or Atletico or Atletico Madrid, and they tend uh, they tend to con- the score around what we have this year. I've checked their stats as well. Uh, but they also concede around what they do, what we what we do. So I, I think they're they're a little more defensive minded. Um, if you remember, they played uh, Man United in the Europa League. They gave them a tough time and mm. uh, they didn't allow a lot of space. So, but they they seem to be sort of our style of play, defense first, uh, from what I've noticed. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be low scoring, but it, it's going to be it's going to be a battle, and we uh, we hope to have a lot of the players, um, you know, ro- I'm not going to say fully rotating, but rested, well-rested when we come up to those matches. So Mourinho is definitely coming up, and I'm sure we'll talk about in the month of March, Mourinho is definitely going to have to uh, use his bench a lot more and figure out where guys need to be in the right spots. I say that, Scott, because there was one more comment. I didn't find Zaleski was bad, nor did I find he was great. I think he's just a little more uncomfortable on the right Mm, yep, As he is, is to the left. So, but Mourinho, I, I mean, preferred him to Celik or even Karsdorp. Uh, and I was also shocked, Scott, that Karsdorp came in to close the game, not Celik. Celik is more of the defensive minded uh, right back, but maybe, I'm not going to say he's in Mourinho's doghouse, but maybe that mistake in the cup game has uh, lost a bit of trust. But uh, yeah, back on Zaleski. I think he's more comfortable on the left. So it's really good going forward having him and Spinazzola. We're going to need everybody in that month of March. So, especially those two games. And while you're going to mention it, Scott, the the schedule, the torture schedule we have coming up.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll bring that up afterwards. I'll, I'll talk more about Real Sociedad afterwards. Uh, they're third in that league. are behind the top two of Barcelona and Real Madrid. And they've had a really, really good season after selling their best striker. And to, so, Alexander Isaac is at Newcastle. And they've got a, a former Roma youth team player as as one of their centre forwards who's just coming back from a, a nasty ACL injury uh, in Sadiq Uma or Uma Sadiq if you remember Sadiq from a few years ago but I wanted to talk about last night and a couple of players last night um, he got a standing ovation when he came off scored a really good header worked his bollocks off one he got Roma up the pitch higher and higher and higher when they wanted to 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 break uh, Salzburg, the play up, and just get up the pitch higher and higher and higher. Andrea Bellotti, he's had not the great start at Roma. The last two games, he's re- he's done really, really well. What was your thoughts on his performance yesterday?
1: Oh, fantastic. Uh, Matic even claimed him as man of the match, although mm-hmm. I said it was being at Zola, but uh, he was definitely close. His pressing was unreal. His work rate, his work ethic was unreal, and he was getting so much praise from uh, from Mourinho about how hard he worked. You can see physically he's back in the form. Uh, obviously, it, it will always take matches to be more comfortable technically with the ball at your feet, but physically he seems to be back up there, and his pressing was outstanding. I'm glad he got his goal. He really worked well with his teammates, and we saw the real positive signs of Bilotti. This is what he's good at. I mean, he isn't the best on the ball. We all know that but he's good at obviously working hard, pressing, and he's a predator in the box, made that lovely uh, inside and out run, like you said, and he he finally capitalized, and hopefully that takes the expression, you know, that takes the monkey off his back mm. um, and gets him to scoring more because he's definitely going to need, but what a wonderful performance. What did you think of his, of his performance, Scott?
0: Oh, un- unbelievable. I think the, the last two games against Verona and... Last night, he's worked. He's what he's done the hard yards. He did a, a really good job when he came on for Abraham last the uh, last Sunday and was up against a, a, a strong defense who have done well but are struggling in the league table. And had us thrown up. He worked. He worked his socks off. Uh, There's a phrase like he worked his bollocks off. He just ran everything, pressed, got the blocks in. Last night he gave Umar so- Soleil a horrible time with his physicality. Um it was just it was just brilliant. It, on last Sunday, him and Hien, who I still can't believe was did not get sent off, but then he got hooked off at half time. They had a ding dong battle that could have been in a wrestling ring at WrestleMania in about five weeks' time <laughs> yeah. in, in LA. But yeah, um but yesterday, brilliant performance. As I said, got, got up the pitch, done the donkey work. It just needs that lead goal now, doesn't he? needs he's got he's got goals in Europe and in the Coppa Italia. I think he's got four goals in Europe this season. yeah he has. Has he got Real Betis, HJK? Yeah, yeah, I think he's got goals in those games. Uh, yeah, and it's just that uh, he's done well in Europe. Uh, he was pivot, pivotal to Roma getting a point in 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 Seville against Real Betis, and last night, just unbelievable. He deserved that standing ovation. He's got a lot of stick-off social media, the people saying that he should retire and stuff like that. Nah, give give him a chance. When he gets fitness, is back, and he has had English English cut, but when his fitness has come back, and, and as you've seen in the last couple of games, he's been outstanding, and... Long may it continue. He's going to be pivotal in the Cremonese game. If he comes off the bench, you've got the crazy schedule coming up where he will be rotating Abraham and Belotti between Europe and, and the league before the international break. Him, I could see him scoring some important goals in the next six to eight weeks. That h- will help Roma maybe in Europe, but probably more importantly in Serie A.
1: Yeah, for sure, and we're gonna need that. uh, We're gonna need him to to get going into the league to score because uh, he might even get to start against Cremonese. So Mm. we're gonna see it firsthand. I don't know if Abraham will fully be recovered by then. They said at least ten days. So uh, again, it's every match is going to be important. Starting with Cremonese, these are must win games, and if Bellotti starts well, we're gonna have to see goals from him from league. But if he can contribute. Like others on the bench, including El sharari which Mourinho mentioned yesterday, so back and hopefully in the league, uh, we need these guys to step up because every game from here on now, it's gotta, it, they they gotta feel like a final. Scott, that that's how we gotta treat them. They gotta feel like a final.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. My final player that I wanted to bring up uh, is. Is Gianluca Mancini another solid display? Very assured. He did rough try to ruffle up the uh, this the attacker of Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, is it? Oh, his name escapes me. Um, oh, you're the, not the speaking pair, of
1: Okafor, are you?
0: No, Okafor, the other one that came in for Bernardo. It'll come to me in a couple of minutes. But he did a really good job uh, yesterday, and also this this year he's been one of Roma's standout players. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at the lineup. This is really good. Uh, so it's not that uh, it was Adamu. Yes, that's Adamu, it. Yeah, yes, yes, Junior Adamu, the other the other striker because Salzburg played a diamond yesterday and I thought that would give Roma problems but yeah Mancini in the right side of the back three his 2023 has been absolutely stellar he looks more assured. he doesn't lose his head Boy, he lost his head in one game this year against Cremonese. but and then he did injure Tammy Abraham in the most freakish accident I've seen on a football pitch where he accidentally stood at him while trying to evade him but Twenty twenty three in Mancini is just it's like a duck to water. It's just night and day. Twenty twenty two was a bit hot headed tried to start a fight with Felix Rafina Gian after winning the conference league and then made it up. Uh but yeah, is twenty twenty three has been really excellent. Um I think I think Mourinho's worked some wonders with him. Would you agree?
1: Oh definitely. Um uh, he's been outstanding in twenty twenty three. I mean he's been just as good as uh, Ibanez and Smalling from because uh, you know in 2022 I always felt like Ibanez and Smalling were were a step above um and I'm speaking of all aspects you know uh not being hot-headed not getting yellow card not putting the team you know into suffering moments but in 2023 he hasn't put a foot wrong he's been absolutely unbelievable it's such a turnaround and that's a huge props to Jose Mourinho the work he's done with him and even mentioned with Cristante the work he's done with Mancini, has just been outstanding. He hasn't put a foot wrong. Cremonese uh, you mentioned Scott, I think the whole team kind of lost, lost their way. So it's not on, you know, particularly Mancini, but other than that game, he's been absolutely wonderful. You don't hear anything about him. And that's usually a good thing when you don't hear about center backs it means they've made no mistakes or very few mistakes. And He's, he's just been wonderful. Really, he hasn't put a single foot wrong. Um, I'm glad we saw, we've seen this grow with him.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Um, and I don't think he's only picked up zero yellow cards in Serie A this year, which is unbelievable because um, he's been on four yellows I think, since November. <laughs> he's, he picked up one yellow this year, which is against Cremonese, where he lost his head. I think half the team lost their head when... They were trying to chase a game which they did not chase. But yeah, been really impressive and long may it continue because he's been one of Roma's best players of 2023. Um, should we talk about the Europa League tie? Real Sociedad is, I'm looking at the fixture list now and it's, yeah, um, the less say the better. Uh, so Roma, after Tuesday's game, will play one, two, three, four five games from march the 5th until march the 19th before the international break so they've got cremenese on the 28th uh home to uva that's away uh against cremenese who still to this day have not won a game in Serie A after they were leading against torino in midweek and drew 2-2 so that gives me nightmares for Tuesday because they know. have the
1: record Scott I think it's yeah. been 30 games without a win
0: yes yes uh, I think it was them and maybe Angers Angers in France France who, yes yeah. who had a, a, a I, I'll have a look at the league on the table in a minute but yeah they got Juventus at home which is an absolute this Mourinho ball versus Allegri ball, so it could be quite entertaining. Uh, and Juventus just come back off a 3 0 win in it against Nantes yesterday. And Angle Di Maria scored on a hat trick and probably won the goals of the season with his first goal. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness me. They look night and day, a brilliant side with him. Then you've got the first leg against uh, Real Sociedad, which is an earlier kick-off. It's the quarter to six kick-off or quarter to seven. Then home to Sassuolo. So Roma have got three home games in seven days. And then away to Real Sociedad on the 16th. And then the big game, probably one of the biggest games Roma have, probably in the next five to six weeks, which is the Rome derby oh this next month of football is not going to be fun but there's a lot of games and there's probably a lot of games that you could win because Roma have three home games and two competitions and two games away in Serie A you're looking to pick up probably maybe 10 points out of 12 in Serie A would you agree with that
1: yeah, I would, I would hope they get the 10 out of 12 points because this schedule, I think this schedule is going to be the uh, make it or break it moment for Roma. That, that week coming with, uh, starting with Juventus. Well, obviously there's Criminese they got to look forward to, but when you get into that March schedule, when you have Juventus, uh, Real Sociedad, Sassuolo, Real Sociedad and Lazio. Mm. I think that's the make it or break it week for Roma. It kinda gives me a little bit of uh flashback, Scott, and I'm I'm sorry to bring this up. When Roma lost to Leon and then lost in the league and then lost in the cup and they were out of all three competitions. Oh, yes. that week. Yeah,
0: against Lazio yeah, and Napoli, yes.
1: That's right. That's the first that's the first thing I thought of. Um not in a way where it's gonna happen again, where more so as I think this is the week that week and that period is going to determine really Roma season to me. I really think it's going to determine one way or another. It could it it could be a split split ways. You can lose in against Sociedad, but do well in the league, so you're still at yeah. the top four. But I think that's going to make or break because once you pass that part of the schedule, I mean later on there's there's the Milan teams at home, and then only Atalanta away uh, from the teams we're battling with. So uh, I really think. It's gonna to be tough and this is what we kept saying about using their bench. It's gonna be really important for the rotation, the bench. But uh I'm I'm confident. I'm confident Roma can do well enough to keep themselves alive. Now Sociedad, we mentioned they're gonna be uh they're gonna be a strong team to play. They're third in La Liga, like you mentioned, so they concede very little. Uh they seem to be a little bit like Roma. Uh goal differentials really roughly around the same. They concede very little, only 22 goals this year given up, but they've only scored 32. So, again, it's really, really close. That's why I see it's going to be a tough battle. They are one of the stronger ones, for, or definitely. It's not Arsenal, uh, but they are one of the stronger ones. Um, and, Scott, I don't know if you noticed with this tie, did you notice uh, Roma's bracket and who they, if they were to move on, who they potentially face going forward? Oh I do tell Oh, they, uh, so if if they were knock on wood, if Roma were to win, they would actually face the winner of uh, Fenerbahce and Feyenoord, so they might get a Ooh. rematch.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, that was one of my... I was thinking I was... Um, I shouldn't be saying this because I was working at the same time. I had an eye. I had an eye on the Europa League draw, and there's some very, very good teams in this draw. And I think Roma did their best to avoid Arsenal... Are all at sporting, so yeah. Um, I was in my head, I was thinking there's four teams left, and it was Shakhtar, Feyenoord, Roma, and Rao Sociedad. And in my head, I was thinking, Roma are gonna get Feyenoord, aren't we? They're gonna, there's gonna be like a reunion of what happened in the Europa League uh in 2015 when Roma won, and then last season in the uh, Conference League and when Roma won 1-0, and then. Yeah, but then Roma got Real Sociedad. Um, did you see the whole of the draw? Because there is some very interesting ties.
1: There are, there are. I am interested to see Juventus Freiburg as well. Yes, I mean, Freiburg is yes. doing decent. Yeah. Uh, I would say Juventus's side of the bracket, Scott, is a little easier. Um, maybe Union Berlin is could be strong, but there is the Belgian team and the Hungarian team. Like I told you, because mm. what I was mentioning with the bracket, there is Arsenal Sporting and there is Betis and Ma- Manchester United. So that's going to be interesting um as well. And they're on the same side of Roma's bracket. So if the two Premier League teams, let's say the favorites were to win, they actually face each other. So they can knock each other out in the quarterfinals. One of them, Arsenal would face Manchester United. So once you see the bracket, but that again is on Roma's side. So if Roma were to ever pass both Fire um Bo- uh, past both uh, Sociedad and Feyenoord. Well, they would. F- they may face one of the Premier League teams if you know all the favorites win. But there are some interesting ties. Really, uh, Juventus Freiburg is definitely going to mm. be an interesting one to watch. Same with Manchester United, Betis, and Sporting Arsenal.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So you got Sporting Arsenal, Union-, Union Berlin, and Union Saint. Uh, is it Jules in Belgium? Jum- About
1: yeah, Jules. July
0: has apologies in advance, but Union Berlin beat Ajax yesterday 3-1 and 3-1 on aggregate. That is a massive, massive coup. And Union Berlin are third on in the Bundesliga behind both Bayern and Dortmund, but all three teams are on 43 points. And Freiburg are fourth and they're on 40 points. And then you've got Leverkusen, Verand Faros, Roma, Real Sociedad, Shakhtar Donetsk, Feyenoord, Manchester United, Real Betis. Juventus Freiburg and Sevilla Fenerbahce which could be a very interesting tie as well. Um but yeah overall it looks a very very tasty round of 16 in the in the in the Europa League. Um Touchwood Roma can do something against Real Sociedad but hindsight being hindsight I I'm, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to say don't want to jinx it but if Roma do meet their end in Europe would that be a blessing in disguise
1: uh I said yes before but I don't know I'm I'm kind of rethinking it Scott I yeah. I, I love the European Knights um I, I'm I'm gonna trust the players they say they have the players to to do well in both competitions I mean let's 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 see how it works it could be a blessing I don't want to see it now I, I really have changed my mind I, I mean <laughs> I enjoyed it way too much so um probably the smart thing it would be a blessing you know it's but scott also if even if they lose the two games let's just say the toughest schedule right now in my opinion is march because yeah after after that scott it, it, let's say they were to pass like we said uh touchwood they pass sociedad well the the later games are only coming end of march april I, i'm telling you roma's schedule once they pass juventus lazio you have just the milan teams left and I think they're spread out, and the as Atalanta well, away. and Atalanta mm. away, but the Milan teams are at home, so it's. I don't think the schedule can be any tougher than as it is now. So, I I don't see it as as interfering with the league. Um, you know, if the, if the schedule was, let's say, a lot tougher in a month or two mm. with all these teams, I would understand more. But I think we're facing a lot of the stronger teams a little earlier than later, so. To me, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it should affect them because with, it doesn't matter if you're in two competitions, when you face the Cremonese's, the Hellas runner, anyone in the bottom 10, Scott, I always think Roma should win those games. Yes, they're always tricky, but in the end, you always expect Roma or one of the top six clubs to beat the bottom 10. And that's what they fa- That's what they're going to face mostly in that time period.
0: Yeah, I've got the schedule up here. So after the international break, it's home to Sampdoria in April. So April's not too bad. So it's home to Sampdoria, away to Torino, home against Udinese, away against Atalanta and home against Milan. In May, it's away to Monza, home to Inter, away to Bologna, home to San Natana, and away the fiorentina and final game of the season which i'm hoping to go to is spezia at home but the last four or five games you don't know the kick-off times actually probably from after the torino game they don't know the kick-off times cuz it's too far in advance so the kick-off times up until the torino game have been a bit have been done and it looks like Roma will be playing like a lot of the games on Sunday, Sunday evening, which is, which isn't too bad, but yeah, it's interesting. March is brutal. It's, I don't really want to think about it, but no, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, before we finish.
1: Uh, we'll Scott, just... just to mention, sorry yeah. to interrupt. The, um, the quarterfinals um, is actually going to be played April 13th to 20th. So that would be I yeah, that April 13th. So that would be between Torino and Udinese. Yeah. And then between Udinese, well actually, and then it would be just after Udinese. So again, Sampdoria, Torino, don't get me wrong. It's, it's always tough away. I mean, they're top half of the table, but Sampdoria, Udinese, and even Torino tight, Cremonese, those, I, I always expect those type of games to be win. Sure. They might not be, but those, those are tricky games. The only one that is a little bit delicate is if, if they were to play, let's say, April 20th, the second leg, uh, the 23 days later, you got Atalanta, Atalanta which, they, the way, yeah. which they might address. So there's one game in between, but that's what I'm saying. If they were to go on further, I don't think it affects them because then afterwards, the, the semifinals, uh, I'm not saying Roman Wake, it, it. it's only a month later. So at that point, you only have inter... Really to worry about, and you're at home because the rest of the games are Salernitana, Bologna, uh, sure, Mans- yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fiorentina, Spezia. So uh, that's what I'm saying is, I-, I want them to go as far as they can in both competitions. S- Scott, to be honest, what worries me the most, and I-, I kept seeing this on Twitter, is the amount of games, including the rugby between, I think it's Wales. Ah, uh, yes, the Six Italy, Nations. Yes, yes, the amount of games they're being played on the Stadio Olimpico pitch is actually worries me more because yes. you have Roma. And Lazio both playing um, on the pitch because Lazio and has to play. Yes, in the same week, they have to play the conferencing because they're unseated. Uh, they have to, they're actually going to be forced to play Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's going to be Tuesday while Roma play Thursday. They have to switch their schedule due to both, both Roma and Lazio have to play the first game at home. So there's going to be a good five, six games in, in a span of a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, uh so I, I'm actually worried about the pitch conditions more than anything else.
0: Yeah, so if anyone doesn't know, uh, Six Nations is at rugby, um, and Italy play their home games at the Stadio Olimpico. So, Italy play Ireland tomorrow at quarter past two, and they actually play uh, Wales on the 11th uh, at quarter past two also. So, they've got two games at the Stadio Olimpico in the next couple of weeks. Thankfully, after that, there's no more games for the Italy national team, the rugby team, because they've already played France at home. That was the fifth of February. So, yeah, there's, so there's going to be a lot of football played on that Stadio Olimpico pitch. That is a very, very good and valid point, Jerry. I absolutely totally forgot about that because you've got tomorrow, Lazio are at home. I think Monday in Serie, a, if, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then Roma will be at home on the twelfth. Um and I think Lazio will probably be at home during that week for Euro- the conference league. So there's gonna be three That's games. Right. Three games potentially played on that pitch in four days.
1: Oh, and God. Roma play Juventus on the fifth. is gonna be playing on the seventh because of the conference league. Roma's playing on the ninth because of the first round with um for Europa. We mentioned about the break where there's the rugby going on, and then Roma and Lazio have to play the actual derby on the same. So there's going to be a lot of football being played on that pitch. And we know the complaints about it, especially Sari's mentioned it actually <laughs> a few times. So uh, I yeah, just but- hope that's why I said it's going to be difficult. The month of March can be there very difficult for Roma, but I have been more confident now that I, let's say I were even just a couple of years ago. So I uh, hope it- they can pull through.
0: He had a moan about the pitch in Romania yesterday and he still got through. So, yeah, uh, in a probably a a competition that Lazio fans took the piss out of Roma for winning yesterday. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, uh, Your thoughts for Tuesday against Cremonese? Potential banana skin before we wrap this podcast up? I'm probably more nervous about this game than I was yesterday. That's probably the football fan in me
1: no it's it's valid scott i'm i'm I was nervous yesterday, but i'm just as nervous as Cremonese. It feels to me um we use the term called a trapped game where you mm. think it's going to be an easy win and you go there and it's not I mean Cremonese gave a hard time to Torino in Turin, which I would never ever expect and uh i'm i'm generally yeah i'm generally worried because this is a this should be an easy game we mentioned. You know, Cremonese haven't won in 30 Serie A games. I mean, there's. They have to win the first game some, sometime, right? And just, I want Roma to go in with the same attitude. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. That's how they're going to get out of it. Just go in. Doesn't matter if it's Criminese. Doesn't matter if it's Juventus. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Sociedad. It's an opponent. You go there. You have to win the game. Just get the job done.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's the early kickoff on Tuesday, so it's the half past five or half past six. Because the Turin Derby is on afterwards, and that will be a, a very interesting game to watch. So there's Serie A action Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, so you get four days worth of Calcio Gold in this end to the season, which Napoli will win by in a in a canter probably by the end of April beginning of the uh, beginning of May but yeah and then, then there will be the Champions League places to to sort out but
1: I just hope Scott for Napoli's sake I I hope they they have important games for Roma actually they yes. play a lot of the the teams were were uh we're battling with for fourth mm. spot between the Milan teams La, uh, Lazio Atalanta I hope they don't you know ease off on Serie A because they're so far ahead I want to make sure they don't have the title wrapped up by the time they play some of those teams. I don't know where it fits in the schedule, but if it's later it. in the year, that's uh, this where it could be a little dangerous if Napoli already wrap up the title and think more of Champions League. So I hope they they take care of business. If they have to drop points, drop them against the lower seat team so they keep competing in Serie A so they can play as hard as they can against you know Inter, AC Milan, Lazio, and Atalanta.
0: They play Lazio next Saturday evening. I'm, I will probably record that game as I'm coming back from a game in London next week. So, oh. yeah, I will, yeah. <laughs> I will probably be on the train on the way back as that game is is on. I think Atalanta play Udinese next Saturday as well, so that'll be quite an interesting game to watch. But Tuesday's going to be fun. Um, do you have anything else to add?
1: Nope, just uh, ready for more uh, st- stress Roma uh, coming up. <laughs>
0: It's probably worse for Roman because they're playing Tuesday and all the other teams around them are playing before them. And it's it makes probably Tuesday's game more important as the weekend goes on.
1: Very good point, Scott. I thought the same when they played Verona. I was like, oh my God, they play last out of everybody that played. Yeah, But you know what? They pulled through and it's just, I really just hope just get the job done. I, I want to see a stress-easy 3-0 win. I know it doesn't happen, but just they just yeah just continue the way they are and i'm um, like i said i'm confident for the next month or two coming up
0: i have this fix before we go i have to area fixtures in front of me uh actually no that's bing that just gives me the the the, the tv station it's on here in the uk and that is bt sport um so Empley have got uh, so it's Empoli, Napoli, Lecce, Sassuolo, Bologna, Inter. That could be a, 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 will be a very good game to watch. That's the scene last season where Inter and Mister Radu cost them the title. Salernitana, Monza, Udinese, Spezia, Milan, Atalanta on Sunday night. That's a team outside the top four against a team who've just a little bit picking up a bit of form, Verona, Fiorentina, and then Lazio Sampdoria, I would imagine Lazio would win that game comfortably, then the Roma game, and then Juventus-Torino. So there is some important games with teams around Roma, and you've got the game Sunday lunchtime, I will watch that Sunday evening, Monday evening. There's some big games, isn't there, for for the teams around Roma?
1: Oh, there definitely, there definitely is. This is why, uh, you know, Picking up these points against Cremonese in and the month coming up is really going to determine how they do. But the other teams, I mean, they could surprise and do well, or like we said all year, it's been pretty inconsistent, uh, barring Napoli. So it's it's going to be it's going to be fun end of the season. The chaos of Serie A is is definitely in full swing.
0: Bring it on! Uh, I told a lie. Napoli-Lazio is next Friday, so this time next Friday uh, it'll be Napoli-Lazio because I imagine. Napoli maybe in the you, the Champions League against Eintracht Frankfurt on the sixth or seventh. So yeah, uh, we like to talk a little bit about Saria. So as, as, as there is so many permutations coming through to the end of the season, Roma sit third, forty four points, <laughs> just just um, to eighteen points behind Napoli, <laughs> but three points behind Inter. There's an Inter away at Bologna, but no, it's it's going to get interesting. Um, jerry before we wrap up do you have anything else to add
1: maybe yeah you know what it just came to me scott maybe i'll add one more thing of the madness of uh syria there's been um reports today that uh there's going to be more teams being looked into from the prosecutors in Tur- turin uh for the whole juventus debacle that happened so Keep your eye on, uh, keep your eye out on that. Atalanta Udinese, Cagliari, Bologna, Sampdoria, and Sassuolo might be in trouble for dealing with Juventus.
0: Oh, I did see that Paulo Dybala could be in trouble and could be banned for a month due to the whole of this saga. But well, I'll just leave that there. I don't want to, don't want to stoke the fire and stoke the horn I,
1: I didn't want to mention it. I just hope it wasn't true but this uh, this has been repeated by some uh, uh, a few journalists so these are some of the teams that worked with Juventus I'm not saying they did anything on their own I, I think this just has to do with Juventus so I'm just adding more more madness to Serie A basically
0: yeah embrace the chaos that's all I'm gonna do um, I think we've we've talked I think close to 40 45 minutes um, embrace the chaos if i like to say and bring it on but jerry thank you once again for joining me on this friday evening uh you can follow us at lemagicast.com you can find all our previous podcasts on there and you can find us on all podcast platforms so your apple spotify podbean soundcloud TuneIn, etc cetera, etc cetera. I am hoping to have a new mic sorted out in the next week or two. So I don't sound like this. My old microphone packed out. So hopefully um, Sam sent me a nice WhatsApp message. We said, pick this one, pick this one. You should go for this in those sort of words. But no, Um, Joey, once again, absolute lifesaver. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, We enjoy talking about AS Roma doing well. It's been a good, good couple of weeks for Roma.
1: Oh, thank you again, Scott. Always pleasure talking about Roma.
0: Enjoy your gym session this evening.
1: Thank you. I will I will <laughs> train hard. I will train just as hard as Roma played yesterday. So the intensity will, you, will
0: be there. Will you treat yourself to some protein afterwards or is it just
1: protein? No, state? of course of course. You have to make sure the muscles uh, stay well, healthy and well intact. So I will I, I actually tend to do better when Roma do well. I, I just maybe I, I don't think it's just me. I'm just generally more upbeat and happier when uh, Roma have big uh, big nights like they did yesterday. Really, it puts me in a good mood.
0: Enjoy it. Uh, thanks once again for joining us. We're talking about AS Roma. We will probably have a podcast in the week about the game against Cremonese. I will probably have a podcast next week to preview the Juventus game. I have a guest maybe lined up, just waiting to hear about availability. But cheers once again. Enjoy
1: your weekend. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your culture. Ciao. Ciao.